Geek Shock. So, so Listen, it must be so. Trent holds more weight than you do, Jeff. Apparently, in, in technology, I, I am, I am the tech guru. God money. I am the one that everyone comes to for tech advice. But because Trent Reznor said a Macs are much better for video editing, it must be so. Yes. And PC suck, suck, suck. Bull. They don't totally suck. 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 Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number one oh nine. I am Master Torgo. Doctor Vlog. The famous mom. 80s Jeff Commander K and just Michael Uh, why the famous mom Uh, I'm Barry's famous mom oh okay hey what's up Barry hey famous mom oh by famous I meant faggot (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) dang wow is that how we're starting you got on me earlier I missed you last week you man lady haired freak (laughs) and I was busy I was at uh, Yahoo actually at the Yahoo campus doing some stuff for work were you really yeah that's awesome, dude. What, they've what, got like fucking ping pong tables. They got shuffleboard. They got a purple pool. They got uh, they got, they a, got gym. a purple pussy purple eater. What <laughs> purple pussy eater? One yeah. eyed, one horn flying purple pussy eater. The and young they got and the like infirm a, have no place in shuffleboard. They got a whole nice cafeteria and everything. It's really nice. Wow, it sounds like you worked hard. Well, what did you working? Do? They just went there for a party. Did you put? Did you slip oh, a resume party. in somewhere? Well, uh, no. Oh. Leave it on the shuffleboard table. Where was this? It was in Sunnyvale. Oh. Which is outside of uh, well, the Hellmouth, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> isn't that? Uh, That's Sunnydale. Sunnydale. And say, I yes. got eaten. Yeah. I, by the I, way, Paul, way, to, way to bring up an inside I joke that I've... only like the four of us will get from years ago. Oh, that's true. Well, we'll have to just cut that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're gonna let everyone no, know how no, dumb we you are. <laughs> well, won't one of our two listeners get that? Uh, yeah, yeah they'll maybe, both, they'll maybe both a handful it. of people that worked with us in the past might get that joke, but... Yeah, we've never done that before. No. Well, <laughs> we got to start now. Oh now Speak- it's a running gag. Speaking of start now, gentlemen, I know it was a geeky week, so what did you do with it? What do you think I do? Is what I said I was going to do last week. I take was a- over the world? No, what the yes, fuck do you do? People absolutely. don't listen every week. <laughs> I take over the world. No, I, I went to the Star Trek convention. All four okay, days. The creation last of Star week. Trek convention was in Las Vegas, days. Nevada this week. And uh, how was it, Jeff? Because I didn't go. Um, in 40 years of creation's history, this was the largest Star Trek convention they have ever held. Wow. And I, I don't one, have the final numbers, but... Uh, this one was the first one not at the Las Vegas Hilton, this correct? This is the first, uh, the first one not at the Las Vegas Yay. Hilton. Um, I believe the first couple of years it was like at the Alexis Park Hotel. Oh, was it ever? It the, <laughs> <laughs> and they moved it to the Hilton. They trucked then, us over there to that fucking thing. <laughs> Good Alexis Lord. Park. Le- Alexis Holy Park. Night. It's like... <laughs> yeah. Does that thing exist anymore? I don't uh, think yeah, so. It's it's been remodeled a few yeah, times. It's got a different name, but it Tuscany, still exists. Tuscany is that is that? No, no, it's, no. it's no, different. it's different one. Okay, okay. People, I can't find people it. People who aren't familiar with Las Vegas, it's one of those hotels that's off the strip that you stay in if you don't want to stay near um, casinos. Yep. It's, it's like the cheap. worst western. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> the red roof out. Mm-hmm. The single tree in. <laughs> But, uh, Motel six, six, six. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Yornson's mediocre eight. <laughs> anyway, I think we've uh, drained the well dry. Have we? Motel Have jokes. we? 
Of, I don't think we have. Of motel yeah. jokes, uh, you have more? Yeah, yeah. So, Queef, Queefity Inn. Uh, Queef- what was this? Queefity Inn. Queefity Inn. Yeah. Is I'm sorry, I, mi- I misspoke. No. We've drained the well dry of funny hotel <laughs> jokes. Embassy Sours? Yeah, Embassy Sours. Oh, nice. Workday Inn? Nice. Thank you. Still you, not he's feeling it. it. It's not over. It's not over. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait till the jokes are, have passed um, to finish. Let's see. What else? Oh, okay, what Jeff. Other, nice uh, knowing you. What yeah. other, <laughs> I know, right? What other hotel chains are there? Let's just carry on. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, uh. Embassy Sucks? What? Uh, uh, I don't know. You if, it, if it were a campground, it'd be KO Ain't. Residence <laughs> Out. Oh, um. What? Residence <laughs> out instead of residence in. Yeah, residence out. Like I said, <laughs> funny jokes dried up. Oh, I'm, I'm just throwing shit out. Right. He'll get oh, out of his oh, there you go. See? Jeff's done? not yeah, trying to system? be funny. It's all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Tell us about the con. Um, <laughs> so, for Christ's sake. <laughs> thank you, Barry. Fuck, tell us. Uh, the con was really good. Got to see a lot of people I haven't seen in, uh, in a year. Um Got to spend a lot of time hanging out with uh, with like Rod Roddenberry and several people, and we got a really good interview with him for the show. Um, so that'll be coming up uh, on the website very soon. Uh, lots of people there. I mean, it was ridiculous how big the uh, the main showroom was. I mean, it yeah. had to be twice the size of the the Hilton. Was there anything ballroom. that made it uh, different or special this year versus the years prior? Smells lots. better than the Hilton. Yeah, it smells better. Uh, would you say better or just different? Con and smells better is a different kind. Con- uh, it, it wasn't anyway. quite as dilapidated as no. the uh, the Hilton ballrooms, yeah. and it's <laughs> monstrous. It is monstrous. My God. The thing was huge. I made the mistake of parking at the wrong parking lot, so I have to walk clear across the damn thing just to get to the convention area, and then the main showroom is like uh, a quarter of a mile away from the vendors' room. I mean, Whoa. you're walking like you, there was. Why didn't you beam in? <laughs> I'm gonna smack you with this mic for a second. I'll, I'll be right there. I'll why didn't smack you Why didn't you warp over there? Maybe it was intentional. Maybe it was to force movement upon people. It did. Uh, you know, <laughs> there, was plenty there of were a movement. lot of sweaty fat people there. I gotta say, <laughs> get them going. Uh, exhausted. No, I no. met you in the bar after uh, uh, on Saturday. Just yeah, to show did. up at the bar, and, and as soon as I walked into the place and down near the bar. I could almost smell my way to Geek finding funk. where all the geeks were. Get out of here. And I almost here. got run over three times by the by the like the motorized wheelchair people. Did you really get that much of a smell? On the way! I didn't get that it, much no, of a smell. I got to stink off of what's his, uh, that one I, guy. I, I will say this. Well, that Whoa. one guy, he looked, he looked stinky. Who? Uh, this guy. The geek stink guy. was not nearly as bad. Yeah. As it was at Comic Con number one, and number two, it's not hard to beat. It's not as bad as it has been in years past. And number three, there were a lot of freaking hot chicks in costume Amen. this year. I'm, I'm talking like Comic Con level and up. Hottie, I saw the emotion is on the rise. I, I was dumbfounded, and and they weren't just fakes, as Barry likes to point out. You know, fake fake geeks. Olivia Munn. These, these girls were like totally geeking out when they saw you know their idol walk down the hallway and like, oh my god, there's Quark. And oh, just, yeah. I mean, just there and, were girls uh, fact, who had surgery for crying out loud. Yeah. In fact, uh, I actually did walk by uh, somebody in a really bad uh, rubber Ferengi mask that was getting a uh, a picture taken, and Armin Shimmerman walked up and photobombed him. I love just that like, photobomb shit. Oh, that's like, funny. Just oh, literally, that's like, nice. suddenly walked up behind and just kind of put his head in between the two, and the person taking the picture starts going, <laughs> and the, the guy in the Ferengi mask who has no peripheral vision is like, 
What? What's wrong? Is my mask clipping off? And then he, he he turns his head all the way around, sees Armin Shimmerman, and Smacks then just like freaks out. Shits his pants. So, was it Armin Shimmerman? Yeah. Oh, oh, it was actually Armin Shimmerman. Shimmerman. Oh, it was... freaks out Armin Shimmerman. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> no, he, uh, no, he took it in oh, stride. Man, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, apparently, uh, they had uh, Leonard Nimoy on one of those little scooters this year. I did catch him driving down the hallway. He loves that thing. He, I guess, resisted it for so long. <laughs> An old man loving a scooter? I can't imagine. Well, apparently, like he resisted it for so long. Yeah, I was like, no, I can world. walk and blah, blah, blah. And they finally, <laughs> I guess this year, they finally convinced him to ride it, and he loves the thing. He, <laughs> Not Shatner. Down. Shatner was strutting around. He was walking, yeah, walking, 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 motherfucking walking. God damn, if I have half his energy when I'm his age, uh, I'll yeah. be blessed by fucking God. If I Curse have his energy kidding. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah Chris is not kidding. I mean, he was literally all over the convention center. He was doing his documentary, so he's walking around with a film crew that's like literally a quarter of his age. And I mean, you know, we're talking 20 somethings. The guy's 80. He's running around. You know, behind the camera, twenty somethings are panting. That's right. He, no, he's like behind them, and he's like, he's like, I'm not here, I'm not here. But <laughs> which was kind of funny because he was trying not to, you know, draw too much attention to the camera. Which is like, it's a camera with a big freaking light on it. It's going to draw attention. Um, but anyway, he's going around. He's doing interviews with people, and uh, I'm actually kind of interested to see his documentary. It's called. Uh, uh, fan, fan, it's fan addict or fan addicts. Fan, fan addicts. Excuse yeah. me. Thank you. Uh, but I, apparently, it is a a different look at the fan phenomenon. Different. Uh, yeah, where it, it highlights smell a vision. Um, oh, <laughs> scratch and sniffs. That highlights <laughs> the positive aspects of fan. Yeah, they as scratch you, sniff. <laughs> as many people know, uh, a lot of these documentaries they they highlight the the extreme end of the spectrum you know the, the people that the, un, the undesirable extreme you would like yes, to think that undesirable extreme, that with shatner you. hosting it he's he's not going to go out there and say look at how fucking twisted my fans are so he's gonna do it with love well i mean he That's said in his right. presentation that it wasn't until he started doing this that he realized that i mean I, I don't know how true this is or not because you know how actors are but i don't uh, know i remember reading what? something like uh, that in his mm, last actors? book well he, he actually referenced the the get a life book and you know where he he thought that there were some people that took, you know, fanaticism a little too far. But uh, you know, said having having met and done all yep. these interviews, he realized there's a lot more normal people in there that just really um, enjoy the show and have been inspired to go on into the sciences oh, and, yeah. and math. Well, I support and teaching. This. We I support Jillies. this because if you have more documentaries showing more normal, scratch that with. Good-looking, yes. well-adjusted people. <laughs> then the good-looking, well-adjusted people who aren't into Star Trek will say, "Hmm, there are good-looking, well-adjusted people here. Yeah. Maybe that is for me." Well, but you and, always and have your ass wipes who yeah. are making these documentaries who succumb to the temptation to show that that idiot with the shirt two sizes too small. The and freak show. Well, yeah, they're, they're doing it for the they're yeah. doing it for the shock value, for the entertainment value, yeah. freak for, show. for, freak for show. the for the non-fan. But uh, that was actually something also that. What you'll see in the interview with Rod Roddenberry is that when he set out to do his documentary, Trek Nation, he said, okay, so there's all these documentaries out there that highlight, you know, the extreme ends of fandom. He Trekkies. was like, yeah, Trekkies. He's like, he wanted to see also, and of course he's had this, this project done for a couple of years now, and it's going to be on the Science Channel, but he's, his goal was to highlight, you know, you know, as I said with with the Shatner doc, the positive angles of fandom, you know, like you know, 
the, so we the, have two the people that work for NASA that were Star Trek yes. fans. The well, people Chad, we that met are people like that all the time. Our uh, physics at professors. Quarks. There yeah, were plenty I, of people. Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm a I rocket scientist, and I love Star Trek. That's why I'm a rocket scientist. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, we. I had uh, people that worked for JPL and for NASA, yeah. and uh, pe- uh, in fact, uh, one of the guys um, that sat at my bar one time was an engineer on Spaceship One, the uh, the uh, the Virgin Galactic. Uh, project. Well, virgin, the first, that makes sense. The first, <laughs> <laughs> he had to cut Paul off on his joke. Yeah, I did. Earlier, you right? know what's going to happen but, here, uh, right? I free Pauled him. The first commercial <laughs> spacecraft, you know, the Spaceship One, that yep. uh, that won the X Prize. He worked on that, and he, in fact, invited me down to Arizona to check it out before they send it off to the Smithsonian. I was not able to. Loser. I, no. I had oh, a week snap. I had like two weeks to go do it, and it just wasn't time. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. The Z over in, there. In, in like twenty, thirty years, someone's gonna be. Oh, I'm a pizza delivery guy. I love the ugly couch show. That's why I'm a pizza delivery guy. <laughs> there you go. I get to listen to them in my car. No. I got. They pay me to listen to. That's not gonna happen. The no, at the only <laughs> ugly couch con ever. It's gonna be like ten guys <laughs> right. and something that I don't can't classify. All right. So interview aside. Yes. Uh, what was your uh, favorite part of going to the con, uh, Kirsten? First. Uh, the two things I just went on Saturday. Uh, I, I went for ten hours, and I was I was flat out exhausted. So I don't know how these people who did it for four or five days do it, but it's it takes a lot of energy, and it really takes it out of you. First thing that was cool is a video I was in actually won first place in the video contest. Fun. So yeah, I, April, yeah, I forgot about that. April that was Bear's awesome. Star Trek: The Reexperience, and uh, I made an appearance as Kastran, Commander Kastran, in it, and. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, it's funny because it was supposed to be a music video competition. She putting it together. Vernon is uh, shooting it and cutting it, videos. and he's like, you know, April, I don't think this is gonna win. It's a music. And she's like, well, let's just send it in anyway. Because if not, then we'll blah blah blah. And it not only did they accept it, it won first place. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, uh, and, Debbie Downer. And the second thing was uh, we mentioned Shatner before. I got interviewed by Shatner for Fanatics. Oh, did you? Yeah, a friend of uh, mine, Brad, uh, his, uh, he had a story of uh, marriaging, marriages through Trek. And okay. th- this guy, um, he actually met his girlfriend at a Star Trek convention. A few years later, he proposed to her at a Star Trek convention. Uh, it was a big gimmick proposal in the main hall in front of thousands of people and stuff. And then a few years after that, right after we closed, because our closing fucked up their marriage plans, they actually <laughs> participated in that contest. They had that uh, replica bridge going around, and it was at the Franklin Museum in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a contest, mm-hmm. get married on the bridge. They won the contest. They got married on the bridge <laughs> nice. there. So they, they, they ran the full gamut. So he was being interviewed. Jerry and Francine, the little, uh, our Las Vegas Star Trek circle of friends. Jerry was his best man, so Jerry and Francine were there. I was talking to them before the interview started. The handler came up, and Francine just yanked me in. She she just went, yep, it's the four of us. And the handler's like, come on. And I got swept (laughs) up in it. So he, you know, asked me questions as someone who had worked at the experience and participated in in, uh, weddings there. So Great. it was actually it was very cool. I got to meet the Shat. I now got I'm to be directed to watch, by the Shat. 
Now I'm going to have to watch the damn documentary. Yes, you are. Yeah. 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 Yes, all viewers like are now required. Anyway, Fanatics, on. brought to you by William Shatner. That's I had great. no idea. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's, that's no, that was very, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I kept a secret for the show. So oh, now to complete oh, the circle, awesome. they have to uh, participate in some kind of murder-suicide pact <laughs> while watching a Star Trek marathon, right? <laughs> yes. That's, oh, yeah. how, that's how it finally wait, ends. Wait, wait. Let me see if I can finish your, your, your thought process here. They're going to be watching Voyager, right? Because well, that's the easiest one to commit suicide to. I mean, <laughs> and how long do you want the marathon to go? It could be a two-episode marathon, oh, and they'd be all right. Because they'll be dead by the first hey, five Jack minutes. Hey, Jack Caritag, done. <laughs> Gun him out. Oh, Voyager, you're the worst series of Star Trek that ever happened. And there was even Enterprise. You're still worse than Enterprise. Voyager, what the hell is wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with you, too? Wow, he exploded. Yeah. He was like quiet for so long. He just couldn't keep his down anymore. was actually quite nice. You're right hey, there, Ethel Merman. She I came, out, she came to one of the. She yeah, came right, to the coming up She came to the masquerade bar at the Rio and was hanging out with the fans. Just Ethel like, Merman. Really? Yeah. I'm sure, wow. I'm sure I, I she's a shocked. cool customer. I got no beef with those people. I'm sure they're all really cool. That show is just rat turd. And, and from, from what I heard, Shatner apparently thinks she has a great ass. Yeah. He, he did say that on stage. I heard that, yeah. Uh, it, that well, Let me tell you, it, for my daughter, Kate Mulgrew, I, I could bounce quarters off that all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually something he would say, too. Oh, <laughs> man. <y'all might> <laughs> Are you going to do that one, too? If I can get her on my ranch, put on a horse, watch that behind bop on the back of a pony, boom, boom. He he did make a, a joke. He was talking about generations and teaching Patrick Stewart how to ride a horse, and then uh, said In turned to her quotations. and said, "And then next, you're, you're you're the next one to be taught how to ride." See, and I'm just like every, the whole audience is like, "Whoa!" <laughs> it was it was. Audience Don't you touch me, you filthy <laughs> bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Unless you mean it. <laughs> I want to feel those wrinkly Kirk fingers deep inside me. Yikes! Oh, oh, Come on! Good oh. God. I want no. you to make the Vulcan sign with your hands. Oh. <laughs> two in the oh, pink, really two good in the stink, and the thumb wiggling my digit. Go to town on me. <laughs> I want you to turn me into your Spock puppet. <laughs> oh, and the other, the other thing I really liked was the number of original series costumes. Yeah. That and was like, a huge. That, that was a huge explosion of original series reference conference. And oh. and not just that, but like really, obs- not just like people dressing up in the the standard Starfleet uniform, yeah. but like really obscure costumes. Like mm-hmm. there were two girls wearing um, the uh, the jumpsuit that one of the the. Oh, I can't remember the character's name, but it was from the episode What Are Little Girls Made Of? It was a fairly risque outfit for yep. the 60s. Nice little tight pants with yeah. a crossing halter top number. Yeah. It's the, uh, for everyone, I can't remember the name, yeah, Little Girls Made It's yeah. the one where Kirk fights Ted Cassidy, Lurch, with the yeah. giant stone penis. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, wow. there, was, there was a guy there so haven't that, seen this episode. that was oh, dressed yes, up as have. Harry Mudd from uh, Mudd's Women. Women. There were Mudd's Women. And he had two Mudd's them. Women with him. Yeah, two sets of Mudd's Women's. And they were all in authentic Outfits yeah. and they were really good. Female Mugatu, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that one was not authentic, but uh, <laughs> very, very acceptable. There wasn't an authentic Ogatu there. Uh, it, it was Mugatu. not an authentic Mugatu, costume, yeah. but yeah. it was very acceptable. My favorite as Paul one will tell you was the guy dressed up like the uh, transporter controls. 
Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, yeah. There was a guy dressed up as a shuttle pod, which was pretty funny. <laughs> there was no guy dressed up as a shuttle pod. No, there wasn't. <laughs> now, hey, remember the, the woman pod. in the transporter effect costume? Yes. That's um, cool. I saw a picture of that on somebody's uh, Facebook entry. It photographs perfectly. It does. It, the, it actually... She looked like she was getting beamed? She she looked like she had some effects work going there. Oh, because funny. the way... The, it, the, the, the sequins, the lights, all of that that she did messed with the depth... On cool. the black costume, it messed with the depth of the picture, and it really actually... Very cool. Yeah, it, actually it had sound effects with it and everything. Uh, she had that uh, the spray glitter in her hair, and, and then the spray... What a great on, idea. Uh, the, the glitter face makeup. Yeah. So, it, like, when the light hit her just right, it she was very yeah. sparkly. That's and cute. It, 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 it was good. It, was, it, it looked really good. I was like, wow, that's super props creative. Props for creativity on that one. Yeah, there, there were a lot of great creative costumes there this year that i mean more so than i remember ever in the past yeah the, so uh, i was very very surprised and pleasantly so with the costumes this year the female mugatu mm. was hot business that mm. was my favorite thing that i saw there and uh i'll show todd a picture um i said i called this the mugatu get me one of them oh. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> it's almost like a Russian snow bunny, really, snow when it comes down to yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she's definitely like halter top uh, Mugatu. Yeah. But it was great. And she had big, big old crazy yeah, spikes yeah. all the way down her back. Yeah. It's pretty hot business. But, yeah, props to all those that came out in costume, and uh, they were great costumes. And, this and year. there was a fantastic uh, con. Oh yes, he yeah. dressed up like Khan. Oh my Full god! Full on costume, like with the headdress and everything that he pulls so off. So good. I said, uh, I hate to tell you, this is not SETI Alpha Five. And he goes, this is SETI Alpha Five. <laughs> That's great. Here you go. Look at these two. Hit that one. It's just awesome. Yeah, Hopefully he pointed like uh, Vernon walked by and goes Khan, and he yeah. goes, "You, he's amazing. I never forget a face." <laughs> <laughs> That's really incredible. incredible. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Look for do things that I don't understand. Anyway, yeah. right. you any, broke it. it real quick. Wow. Any other geeky things anybody want to throw into the pot? Uh, are we going to talk about Jay and Silent Bob? Uh, we can just a yeah, little they, bit. They get, how I know they, they hogging up all the time. I went and saw Jay and Silent Bob get old, and uh, also the uh, Bob, uh, Hollywood Babylon. Hollywood Babylon. Bob, did, you give, did you give him a I card? I don't know what either of these things are. Did you slip him a card? Well, you know, I was I was not representing the Ugly Cow Show there, but I was there with. The master over here. I don't know Indeed. what it is. And, did you uh, slip him a card? I didn't I know. I did not slip him a card. A copy of our show. Why? We're just trying to do what we do. Uh, because oh, okay. I never and, saw uh, them. I was, and Ralph damn Carmen it. do what we do. Uh, like, exactly what we not do. Not on stage. Uh, yeah, but, wrap it up in a pair of panties. Throw it up there. You, you know what? That probably would have worked. He would have given it going for panties. The end of that. You know what, though? Um, <laughs> I was thinking when they did the whole uh, act with uh, Jay thing. Uh-huh. We should have really jumped on that and tried to. Again, try to get I there. really don't know what the hell you well, guys. I'm did. about to explain. It's a podcast. Well, okay, listen. Okay. Uh, Thank basic, you. Basically, God. Uh, Kevin Smith has a podcast network. He has about eight podcasts that he the runs. Sir Network. Yeah, the Sir Network, and uh, two of them were here in Las Vegas for two nights in a row. Uh, Hollywood Babylon, which he does with Ralph Garman, which is absolutely friggin' hilarious. If you haven't heard it it's great yeah he was telling me about it's it basically all it's basically all just uh hollywood news they, they even do some of what we do with the geek news and so on they're trying to copy us they do the at least we started <laughs> this shit god damn it <laughs> and then there's uh jay and silent bob get old which is basically uh jason Mew's drug intervention it's a podcast that was developed to put jason Mew's on the straight and narrow to make sure he didn't fall back into heroin that's basically the whole idea of them talking him being accountable for that time 
And uh, the thing is, it works. That that's those two podcasts are always in the top five most downloaded in iTunes. Yeah, Todd was ta- ta- describing it to me earlier, and he's like, "It's basically basically Jason Mew's weekly NA meeting." And I'm like, yeah. "That's good description." It's ridiculous. I, I've listened to him. I, can, I my tolerance for Jay has gone way down as I've gotten older. Oh, really? Like, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I still think the world of Kevin Smith. Yeah, but poor Jay, he's just a wreck. But man, Ralph Garman is the star of that show, Ralph he? Hollywood Babylon. He tears it up. He uh, he has ma- that show has made me a fan of Ralph Garman. So check it out. It's cool. I'm going to have to look into that. And, it's uh, just like our show. We're better. <laughs> better. All right. News you don't give a shit about. Let's go in. Yay. The news. Uh, here we go. Jason Lynn. That's L-I-N, who turned down Die Hard 5 in favor of Fast and Furious number 6, Ooh. will be taking on the fifth Terminator movie. There's going to be a fifth? Oh, my God. Oh, right. News you don't give a shit about. It is guaranteed that Arnold Schwarzenegger is returning for this fifth movie, albeit without its original director-producer, James Cameron. Uh, However, Cameron and the former governor have met with the new director, Justin Lin, who is rightly excited about the prospect of just that conversation, let alone talking over the movie. This is uh, what Lin had to say. Terminator is something I've been having a lot of fun with. Just even this week, I had a great meeting with Arnold and James Cameron, just sitting down unofficially, and James is so gracious because he's not part of the project, he's not going to be producing, but it was great of him just as a filmmaker to take time to just talk. If I'm going to be the kind of gatekeeper to it, I want to make sure I can hopefully build it up the right way, and so far that's been the most fun, just to be able to take James Cameron's brain and uh, for him to be so open, even though he has no stakes in it, just as a human being, that's something I'll always remember as part of my journey as a filmmaker. He went on to say, uh, James Cameron, James Cameron, James Cameron, James Cameron. <laughs> he, took, he took James Cameron's brain? Just to be able to it. take James Cameron's brain. <laughs> that's what he said, this is quote. <laughs> he is took he gonna, James Cameron's brain. Is he going to change Just his to last be able to take James Cameron's brain and for him to be so open. <laughs> he opened James Cameron and took his brain? And the inside was a prize. <laughs> so is he going to change... was not Terminator. Is no, he going to change his it name? It was from... Avatar Toys from Burger King. One of the ones that wind up and they rattle around. In other news, there will not be an Avatar 2 because he took his brain. <laughs> I think he should change his name from Justin Lin to Justin Heather. <laughs> That's an obscure joke reference, folks. If you don't know that one, if you gotta die. explain it, it's gold. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know the movie, you should die. I want so that on a that T-shirt. Like, <laughs> a, few, a few years from now, when I finally see the movie you were referencing, I'll go, oh, ha. Huh. <laughs> You're an ass. They're I know like you've seeds. seen them. I know They're you've like seen seeds, the movie. people. You gotta plant them. You gotta tend them and watch them grow. I know you know that movie. Uh, news you don't give a shit about uh, Battleship. Oh, okay. Uh, ever since this trailer was released a few weeks ago, movie fans have been buzzing with anticipation. Of what is sure to be the the board game film to ma- uh, board game to film masterpiece of the century. Uh, here's some th- new things we've learned about the adaptation. Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, first, uh, there will actually be a reason behind the characters in the movie essentially playing their own game of Battleship, pinning pins to the board to guess the location of the enemy ships. Oh, boy. Uh, the aliens put up a force field energy dome thing over the ocean, which uh, messes... I always hated that part of the game. Yeah, which messes with communications Wait, and radar. Ah. This means they actually have to play Battleship, guessing at the locations of enemy ships and hoping that eventually they hit one. Uh, no word on how this is supposed to be entertaining. 
Well, I love that they, game. If they hit the alien ship, does the alien ship call them and be like, oh, that you hit me. Maybe. You got me. I'll tell you, they had one of the greatest crap. slot machines ever was a battleship slot, slot machine. Because when you get the special game, you actually play battleship. That's, and it's that's fun. freaking cool. So there's some skill involved with losing your money. Yes, there's skill in battleship. <laughs> now, it won't be a real battleship game movie unless at some point they Someone have an says, argument over the definition of near miss. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? Near miss. That was a near miss, and people are like, what's a near miss? A oh. miss is a miss. I thought you were going to say it's not going to be a battleship movie until someone at some point says, you sold my battleship. Do you have to I say near miss if they get within one peg? Is that a no. rule? No. no exactly. Have- See? And that's how, the, that's how the fighting starts. Well, what's, <laughs> what's this near miss shit? People just say, we'll say near miss, and it's like, what the hell does near miss mean? I always say There's no such thing. People. I'm like, oh, that was a near miss. That's why you should always have the rules handy for classic games, because everyone plays them wrong, especially that free parking bullshit in Monopoly. That's right. (laughs) That's a house house rule shit. House House rules. House rules. You play it however you want. My house rule is you pass go, you suck the wang. I am not playing Monopoly with you. Wow. You want your $200 from this banker? You suck the wang. Whoa. Damn. Uh, No more board games over a bear. See, house rules are crap. My house rule is Boardwalk is changed to Monkey Factory, and it only costs $10. (laughs) When you land on it, you have to stand up and go, I will play your game. That's great. (laughs) I can only imagine Barry playing the game solo, however. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, no one plays with me. your frustration <laughs> no, levels... No, you still play. Just play by yourself, which is creepy. <laughs> a lot. Barry, your Especially frustration next. levels with games has risen steadily over the last few His years. His frustration with life has risen steadily over the last few years. <laughs> Guys, I keep telling you to stop playing games with Deb. Because we have got that so, makes you That's so fine. It's just we can't play to, uh, like one-on-one. Because she's so competitive, and, and I kick her ass, and she gets mad. Yeah, that's the reason why. We've got to go pick up the... 2012 Magic the Gathering base corset. I concur. Uh, can we do that? I, can, I love. Will you buy one this week? Uh, this week, but soon. What? Aha! It's gonna be soon. It's gonna be when I come across one. You just gotta get one. Oh, you just whenever you come across one. Yeah. They're at Walmart now. They are. Yeah. I go to Walmart, Walmart once every everything. three weeks or so. Ugh. If you promise me you'll buy one soon, because I want to do a sealed. I will get one Duel. soon. I will get one soon. All right, then I'm going to buy one at some point, too. C- continuing Battleship information. <clears throat> oh, boy. There's yeah. more. Uh, filmmakers gave nicknames to the four different types of alien ships showcased in the films. Uh, they named them after the Beatles because, uh, well, why not? Uh, number one, John Lennon is a giant flying bug that comes out of the ocean and shoots a sonic pulse array weapon. Uh, Paul McCartney is a helicopter that also looks somewhat insectoid and shoots a sonic pulse cannon. Wait, wait. Aliens have helicopters? Yes. Ringo Starr, a sort of alien aircraft carrier with different colored sections of his deck. And George Harrison. Uh, George is the most contested one. Some say his ship is like a bird of prey. Others say it's like vagina dentata. Because it wouldn't be a movie with aliens without some kind of haphazard lazy bits no, no, that, thrown in. That should be Yoko Ono. <laughs> Burn. Uh, apparently, the reasons the aliens have come to Earth in the film is because they live off seawater, and presumably their resources elsewhere have been depleted. They can't find water and fucking salt. Wait, wait, sea wait. water kills aliens. Salt. We all know that. Yeah, see, they're go- that's movie they're go- after movie. They're going against the grain. That's a twist. The, the water thing was just that's in Battle Los Angeles. What the hell? They're, and, re- uh, they're reusing it already. An alien nation. 
That's true. <laughs> no, the great alienation yeah. fucks him up. The saltwater, yeah. Water, yeah. Day of the Triffids. And signs. Finally, two of the alien oh, ships, specifically George and Ringo, can fire pegs. Like in the game. Uh, oh, oh, pegs. Or something. Oh, yeah. There like, you go. Like rail guns? Ba-dang, ba-dang. Ringo can only fire one peg. Or something. <laughs> I can't wait to see how nobody likes movie's it. going to suck. Uh, news you don't give a shit about, according to Variety, Walt Disney Animation Studios Chief Technical Officer Andrew Hendrickson was giving a talk to the International Conference and said that the studio's focus going forward will be on, quote, making tentpole movies. In other words, nothing but big budget blockbusters. Or as Hendrickson described them, a tentpole film is one where you concede the desire to see the film to everyone in every distribution channel. It's the only kind of film you can spend $100 million in marketing. In fact, uh, Hendrickson said you don't even need a good story to get people to <laughs> Quote, yeah, that's a, it. a good story will stand in the way of success. Quote, people say it's all about the story. When you're making tentpole films, bullshit. This is a quote. He pointed to Disney's own Alice in Wonderland, the $1 billion at the box office, as an example saying, the story isn't very good, but visual spectacle brought people in droves and Johnny Depp didn't hurt. Unquote. So, yeah, I, I so, saw and uh, I saw and enjoyed that film, but yeah, and yeah, the story was weak sauce. You so actually it, enjoyed the the Alice, Alice in Wonderland. It was all right. Yeah, everyone I talked to said it was garbage. It was all yeah, right. It was mediocre. The thing is, when I, I went in there, I didn't listen to every opinion of everyone saying, "Okay, well, the story's not so great." That or not. People went to see it just because it's Alice in Wonderland, just because it's Don, Johnny Depp, yeah. just because it's got that look to it. It had some interesting visual stuff, definitely. I mean, Tim Burton's and that's that, that is now the focus of Disney, Disney properties as a whole. Yeah, you go yes. to you go to it's, it's revolutionary. Well, it's never done it that way. Yeah, but Ugh. nothing but yeah. they're like. Throwing out everything else at this moment. Under this uh, well, yeah. it, it, Wait, I mean, this story's, uh, it's got a good plot. I think we're going to go with this other thing, which is crap. The story, that, I mean, story is a little overrated when people come to criticizing movies in terms of attendance. There are plenty of independents with good stories out there that nobody sees. Because they need good story. Because yeah. <laughs> they don't have much for budget for anything else. Well, but, you know, the story's too good, you got to think. <laughs> what? Huh? And finally, news you don't give a shit about. Uh, the crux of Max Brooks's oral history of the zombie war, World War Z, <laughs> is its narrative structure. The story takes place in the world after a massive zombie war as the narrator journeys around the world and interviews survivors to piece together the story of the zombie uprising. Great book. It is essentially a documentary in the way that it's presented because this approach gives it a sense of realism. Uh, Paramount has officially released the film synopsis for Mark Forrester's movie adaptation of World War Z, and there is one major change. Get ready to be disappointed! The story revolves around United Nations employee Jerry Lane, who is Brad Pitt, who traverses the world in a race against time to stop the zombie pandemic that is toppling armies and governments and threatening to decimate humanity itself. Oh, God. Uh... So, yeah, so that's... uh... The, the documentary uh, was, style you're hoping for, not gonna happen. I was wondering, I was wondering how they were gonna do it as a as a big movie project. I was curious, and you well, now I you know. do it as a series. You do it as a series, like on HBO, Showtime, or something, mm-hmm. and you you do it just like the book did it. Yeah. So basically, there's a huge shift in the timeline where the story now takes place as the war is happening, and apparently, Brad's pit character Jerry Lane is on a mission to stop it. So yeah. Uh, that makes you very unhappy. Because you don't stop it. It happens. Uh-huh. And then it's going to be ginormous. 
And now it's Week in Geek Time. Thank God. <laughs> uh, Disney has canceled production on its Lone Ranger movie. Must have had too good a story. Uh, yeah. Oh! Well, no, I heard what happened. They were backstage on the set, and they were in like day four of shooting. Uh-huh. And uh, the guy who plays Tonto found... Johnny Depp? Johnny yep. Depp. Uh, he was uh, talking with the guy who plays Lone Ranger. Okay. And uh, the guy who plays Lone Ranger found out what Kimosabi really means. Ah, and yeah. And he walked off the set in anger. And that was it. That was it. So they just they lost the anger and said, fuck this project. Yeah. You're not going to call me Kimo Sabi. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the old Kimo Sabi joke. No, oh, yes. You bet it is. You failed. <laughs> oh, that came from Jeff Paul. Ouch. Oh, I, I think the scoreboard will reflect. <laughs> I am still ahead. <laughs> hey, at least he's consistent. <laughs> While a studio changing his mind on a movie is not a, usually huge news, this is Disney. Uh, halting any further progress on the movie is set to star uh, Army Hammer as the titular Ranger and Johnny Depp, as we said, as Tondo, with Gore Verbinski as the director and Jerry Bruckheimer as producer. Good Wait, God. Say, Thank God that thing went away. Did Yeesh. you say Army Hammer? I said Army Hammer. Like Arm and Hammer? As in. Apparently. Baby soda? Yes. It had nothing to do with buzz Lord. and everything to do with budget. The uh, issue seems to lie in the budget, as it could be as high as two hundred and seventy-five million. Mm. And Disney isn't thrilled to be spending that kind of money for horses, on a Western, dude. Yeah. They were doing for... it was the plot was some kind of weird West type of thing. It wasn't just the Lone Ranger; it was some kind of weird West, wild, wild West kind of thing. No, weird West, weird oh, okay. as in horror, as in some kind of supernatural. I. I Long don't Ranger versus, versus the werewolf. No, it was That's where he starts werewolves the were in there because Tonto was <laughs> and it was Tonto's he, a werewolf. Tonto is dealing with werewolves, his his tribe or Indians or something like that. He's selling them topaz. That's why he uses <laughs> silver bullets. Yeah, yeah they like sell them that. turquoise. That was it. how much yeah. how much you give them for bead, Mister oh. Werewolf? So. How much you like them bead? Mm. So. You like them basket? Mm. You like them papoose? Werewolf? No. <laughs> Have a drink, everyone. <laughs> you, you like them? You like them? Werewolf papoose? Hey, werewolf. Papoose? Papoose? You just like saying papoose. I think. <laughs> pretty, it's a pretty great word. You're not going to hey. go into your long ago before the white man came thing, are you? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> hey, werewolf. Um, You want them fire water? Hmm? 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 Heap good fire water, werewolf. Mm-hmm. Where the hell are you going with this? You want you want him drink? Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you you right, want him drink? Somebody's got to be the werewolf. Burn, be the werewolf, Barry. No, I'm not being the werewolf. <laughs> I'm not continuing hey, this crap. Hey, 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 be the Sam Jackson werewolf. Hey, werewolf. Shut the fuck up! Whoa. Why? I don't want to hear it! What happened, werewolf? Shut up! Whoa. Now this is me telling you to shut up. Let's go on with the news. Your joke is not funny. Werewolf. You are a stupid, foolish man. Werewolf. Werewolf. You like, you like no me brain. so you bird? You like me so you bird? Me have many feather werewolf. I got bird for you. Oh, ho. Oh. oh. Whoa. Me no think you have license to fly that bird. Hey, license werewolf. License to fly. Hey, werewolf. Werewolf. You like him sharp knife for for trim your hair? Hmm? <laughs> Oh, we need to make them sharp knife out of rock. Kimosabi is, is a rock. Oh, whoa! No need for such language. Hold tongue, white devil. Whoa. Baby line bird, Paul. Hey, hey, Baby werewolf. Hey, werewolf. You like, you like a, <laughs> you like a, you like a war horse. 
We got him fast warhorse, got paint on side. Hmm? Hmm? Look, look. Detail with, with handprint. Why are you allowing this to happen? Uh, I, I, at this point, I have no choice. It's kind of railroading me. It's kind of... <laughs> hey, well, I'll hey, just go over and kick him in the balls. Hey, okay, I got a wireless mic. Hey, werewolf, you want him railroad? <laughs> I'll deal with it. I'll deal with dig him up uh, werewolf. <laughs> All right, some of you are going to put this in the news you don't give a shit about category, but I like it. It's been 10 years since Mike Myers last played Austin Powers. Yes. Now, after taking a decade to recharge, the franchise is said to be headed back to the spotlight with a new sequel. Really? It's been 10 years since the third one? Well, a fourth Austin... It's been 10 years <laughs> since the third one. Bitch, it's been 10 years since you started telling that stupid werewolf <laughs> Indian joke. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. It's been... Really? Yeah, yeah. it was 2001, dude. Fuck! <laughs> Welcome to I took old him to age. see it in the theater when I moved out here. Oh my god! <laughs> well, wow. a fourth Austin Powers film has been long discussed. Oh! <laughs> Seems that the star Myers wasn't quite ready to reprise the character. Uh, director Jay Roach previously told Movie Line he was waiting for the day Myers was a go, and that time may be now. Con- uh, uh, Movie Line uh, confirmed that Myers just closed his deal to return to the role. That's Paul's awesome. Like, Paul's like that like, like portrait of Dorian Gray. I know, here. he's <laughs> aging before our eyes. It's awesome. Ugh, it's liver not spots. Good. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit on me. Ten years. God damn it. <laughs> oh god damn it. Uh, Forty coins will be issued by the New Zealand Mint that will feature oh, not only Queen Elizabeth II but also favorite characters from Star Wars. Uh-huh. These coins go. will each contain one ounce of silver. We be worth one pound each. And will be sold in sets of four. Only problem is you can't tell the queen from the Wookiees. Ah, ah, ah. She's an ugly old thing, she is. But even if you want <laughs> to spend your collectible coins, you have to travel all the way to the Polynesian island of Nui, uh, population 1400, to get them. <laughs> The Have coin- another drink. <laughs> the coins are being used as a way to boost its government, which is struggling financially and are expected to attract not just diehard coin collectors who will pay top dollar for them, but also obviously Star Wars fans. <laughs> the one that contains one ounce of silver will sell for 235 pounds. That's roughly $382. What? But a set with silver-plated coins will cost less. They're expected to be released through 2014. There you go, Paul. You can yeah. get the silver-plated. What's on them? Star Wars characters. Woo! <laughs> I don't want that garbage. I just like the, I just like the fact that there is a country out there that is catering to geek collectordom. Right. It's going to be George Arbeek. Fund their country. Alora Segura. And of course, you know the. I've, I've, I've actually seen them. They, uh, yeah, there's a, there's the a Princess classic, Leia. There's Darth Vader. Yeah. Elan Sleaze Bagano. They're not Elan Sleaze Bagano. It's. Three of them are Elon Sleazebagano. <laughs> In various states of repose. <laughs> Whatever happened to the Republic? Holding two death sticks in his hands and just maxing and relaxing. <laughs> Elon Sleazebagano. Whatever happened to the Republic of the Marshall Islands coins that they always had when we were growing up? I the, remember that the, crap. The, the, with the space program stuff on I'm it. I'm guessing the, it sank. I don't know. I, oh, and the okay. weird stamps that you can't ever use. Say yeah. werewolf. Werewolf, you want them uh, collecting Shut up. the <laughs> Republic of Marshall Islands coin set? Me and my warriors, we steal them all Republic of Marshall Islands coin set. Mm? We got them all. Mm? Last week, uh, we talked about the cancellation of the sci-fi staple Eureka. Boo! Uh, made, some people, made some people sad. Well, uh, sci-fi is uh, showing a little bit of sympathy to the show. They have ordered one more episode. Boo! Wow! In order for the show's creative team to have an hour more to 
wrap this sh- uh, this show up. As long as it doesn't cut Paul's wrestling. rant had an effect. So it's kind of good news, but only kind of. The show's still canceled. <laughs> it's bullshit. It had a little effect. Eureka failure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was talking to some people about that at the con this week, and they're like, wait, when did it get canceled? I'm like, a couple of days ago they made the announcement. What? They started and these are like people that right do there. reporting. <laughs> like in they started Cali- shitting on the floor right there. Like, that's it. My life is over. I'm Time shitting on the floor. Time Captain Kirk. Fuck Captain Kirk. Who cares? Eureka's gone. You oh. Oh. What happened, Starfleet officer? <laughs> Why you cry him? What matter? Why what happened? Bother? What? Eureka, cancel. Oh, no. That, Apache that... chief in no chuck. <laughs> <laughs> there, I win. Move on. Christ. <laughs> One offensive stereotype to another. Here we go. Guess I'll go gamble. <laughs> Have a drink, folks. Wow. I win. drink on that one. <laughs> uh, going back to Frank Darabont, uh, he didn't leave The Walking Dead. He was fired. I, I had heard By AMC. According to Whoa. the Hollywood Reporter, the cast and crew were offered no explanation for the firing, which took place while Darabont was trying to salvage an episode full of unusable footage, and are now all fe- uh, fearing for their jobs as they are, uh, if, if they are caught offering their opinions on it. A... Uh, According to Hollywood Reporter, a source with knowledge of the situation says AMC has been terrorizing them and the representatives to discourage them from speaking out on Darabont's behalf. Oh, boy. They're scared, confirms another insider. Yeah. They're on a zombie show, and they're all really easy to kill off. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line! <laughs> uh, specific reasons it's true. for Darabont's I'm on a poster. zombie show, dude. <laughs> Well, and that's part I can't of the, tell you the truth. Well, The Walking Dead, that's part that's the hallmark of the series. No one is safe. Yeah. Except for Rick. Rick's got to speak up. The guy who plays Rick. I'd Dude, no. That. that they would recast and The title like, of that show know. is going to be Self-Fulfilling Prophecy and I give it this one more season. That's it. Oh, it's so aggravating. The show was so good. I even threw the first goddamn book already. AMC is going to totally uh, fucking kill <laughs> this this show. I I oh. Angry. A specific yep. reason for Darabont's Oster have not been stated, so that leaves nothing but uh, speculation. One theory is there were budget issues with increasing number of episodes, and Darabont was unwilling to compromise the quality of the show, which he had always treated on the level of a film production. AMC had also proposed in what was referred to as a silly note to shoot half of the show indoors, half of it outdoors. Which, when you have a show that involves an invasion of zombies, the survivors need to hide in the woods, etc. This makes exactly zero sense. And also, uh, they had the note, save money on special effects by not showing the zombies. Oh my god. Uh, don't show the zombie, uh, the Walking Dead on the Walking Dead, uh, just the zombie sounds. Yeah. Yeah. To get a little more insidery, it seems that these issues do have a lot to do with the fact that The Walking Dead is the only one of AMC's three hit shows that is fully owned by AMC and not another studio. Mad Men is owned by Lionsgate, Breaking Bad is owned by Sony Television. This means that AMC is both in charge of deciding the budget and taking the big financial risk and also reaping the most benefits, setting up a situation uh, reminiscent of a snake eating its own tail. And apparently, considering the most recent struggles AMC has been having with the crews on its other two shows, AMC has no idea how to deal with having hit shows after all these years of showing old movies. Uh, Darabont had no comment on the departure, and if AMC ever has an explanation, we will be reporting it. Hey, Frank Darabont, you want him direct him job? Me and Kimo Sabi, we need him director. 
Our movie got him canceled. We give you a heap big fire Was water. it Frank Darabont's choice to extend the first <clears throat> season so long and not even get to the end of the first book? I, I don't know who chose what. It was like six episodes, dude. What are you talking about? Extend the season. As, as, as showrunner, it, I'm sorry, it I don't mean like be. that. I mean like, I'm sorry, what'd you say? As showrunner, it probably would be. Because okay. that's what the showrunner does. Well, it probably. may have been six episodes, but the, the, the graphic novels, graphic novels, the, you know, the, the trades, there's like 14 of them, and they're not even near to the end of the first one. And it's not that long. It's Dude, not that long. That's, that first season is going to be it. It's going to be the only good stuff. You think so? Yep. And then they introduce stuff that's not even in the damn well, books. Well, they're, they're yeah. having the budget cuts and Darabont's gone. So that, that yeah. actually does sound a little scary. It does. Yeah, twice but, as many episodes hey. for less and money. And it's so, it's so weird. It really shows you where Hollywood is nowadays because, because uh, Walking Dead crushes Mad Men. Yeah. But as an intellectual property and as a merchandising phenomenon, Mad Men is apparently where the money is because that's where AMC is throwing its money. Yeah. All right. That's but where they're. That's where they're putting it. They, they, and it's, they a, it's a fledgling series versus an established one. Yeah, well, a fledgling series with like nearly three times a number, two or three times a number of Matt. Ma- oh, yeah. So it has ratings. potential to grow. So uh, yeah, it's just it's weird where they're putting their ducks. Yeah. Here it is. Ma- Walking Dead makes me want to run out and buy like comic books. Mad Men makes me want to run out and buy alcohol and cigarettes. <laughs> that's what I think. I think Mad Men's a conspiracy to make. Smoking cool again. I know I can't watch that show without drinking. A little bit of Stephen King news. According to Hitflix, Warner Brothers is in the process of finalizing the deals for David Yates and Steve Close to re-team for a multi-movie version of Stephen King's epic The Stand. Uh, the two uh, men wrote uh, and directed the last four, respectively, the last four Harry Potter films. Uh, obviously, Warner Brothers is confident in Clovis' ability to adapt pop culture for the screen and Yates' prowess in maintaining a film's tone over years of work. Uh, the Stand is about the survivors of a military-created biological weapon, as well as a struggle between good and evil. It was written in 1978, revised in 1990, and made into a, a made-for-TV miniseries in 1994. Ugh. Don't know how many movies The Stand will become, it terrible. but the trilogy the makes sense right. considering the book is split into three major sections. That, I, I liked that. Uh, <clears throat> I thought I thought it was series. really decent. I, I thought it was it. it was fairly true to the to the story. M O O N that spells true. Cullen. <laughs> and what I love most about the DVD, it is a mini series that has running audio commentary for the whole thing, beginning to end. That's a lot of fucking commentary. Wow. <laughs> and more. Parker Stephen Lewis King's. can't lose. No, oh, yes, he can. In the fight against the devil. <clears throat> He can lose when he runs his motorcycle off the freaking road. Spoiler alert! Did Nemec really have a wreck? I don't know. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> Variety <laughs> reports that the film rights to Stephen King's upcoming novel, 112263, have been sold to Jonathan Demme, the awarding, uh, Oscar-winning director of the legendary Silence of the Lambs. I've heard about this production. This is all about the fleeting moments before a football play begins. Demi will write and direct the adaptation of Stephen King's book, a mammoth 1,000-pager about a high school English teacher from Maine named Jake Epping, who travels back in time what? to prevent the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Excuse me? My information must be uh, completely wrong. I was under the impression that it is a film specifically about the moments before the beginning of a football play, hence the title of the film, which is... 11-22-1963. Yes. Oh, you, you separated 1963. I didn't say 19 before, so I could clarify it to you just oh. a little bit. See? This, it's, it's... 
You get your information <laughs> from hobos who drink turpentine. <laughs> it's them calling out the play it. before the ball is hiked. Debbie hopes to start filming the, the fall 2012 book hits the shelves this November 8th. And finally, I will leave you on a note from George R.R. R. Martin. Yay. Author of a song that fired ice and screenwriter for the HBO adaptation. He's asking for your help. You, Paul. Your help. I'll help him in any way I can. He was expecting two, Manually. two uh, scripts in the is. mail to be signed and then donated to a charity auction, but they never came. He is alleging that they were taken by a postal worker looking for a five-finger discount and a way to cash in on the success of the series. Oh. Now he wants your help to find the missing scripts and nab the perpetrator. Here is the letter. The U.S. Post Office delivered the envelope in a plastic baggie with a pre-printed note apologizing for the damage... But this was no error in handling. The envelope was torn open at one end, and both scripts were gone. Though Dan's letter remained, I'm convinced the scripts were stolen. Last year, we donated a signed Star Trek script to a charity auction, and it brought $1,200. These two scripts may not have gone for quite that much, but they would have brought home some significant bucks. Some in the U.S. Post Office, we believe the package made it across the Belfast relatively unscathed, recognized their value, and removed them. So... I am putting out word to all my fans and readers. Whoever sold these scripts will presumably try to cash them in at some point. So if any of you see scripts fitting this description turn up on eBay, one of its competitors, or some other dealer's table, notify me at once and report the stolen property to whoever local authorities are appropriate. Description? Here is what was taken. Two teleplays, final special effects by not... Uh, I went to the wrong page now. Oh, oh man. man! Way to go! You know all that that, that training did, just did, did you had know. to go. Did, were you excited? <laughs> what happened to your page? The shooting scripts for the episodes nine and ten of season one, Baylor and Fire and Blood, autographed by writers Ooh. David Benenoff and DB Weiss, Fire and, and director Blood. Alan Taylor, printed on white paper. Uh, Fire and Blood, title of my asshole. So let's keep them ball peeled, boys and girls. Now, even if it was an employee of the Postal Service who was responsible for the missing scripts, chances are the scripts didn't just fall out of the envelope. Why are you shipping things post- postal? I, I, you Good. know what? Uh, God bless George R. R. Martin. It's a successful series, and he's brought a great series to HBO. And God bless him. He's been it for decades, and uh, he's a great writer. And why the fuck indeed is he sending <laughs> shit by the USPS? Dear right. God in heaven! Did it say something about? Did I say? Did I hear the word Belfast? Yeah. Well, this is uh, international. Yeah. So. Okay. I know this because my uh, girlfriend's Belfast sister lives in Ireland, in, yeah. in uh, UK, and that you never send things via the, the normal postal service there. You have to send them through like UPS or or uh, FedEx or something because the postal service there is even worse than the postal service over here in America. It's Whether or not, the All truth right. of that this is secondhand information. But it's worth it for me to just believe it and send things a little more expensively. Well, I am here to tell you that my DVD collection set of of Thundar the Barbarian has yet to arrive. And <laughs> oh, I am, shit. I Do am. you think someone recognized its value? <laughs> Wait, no. That's impossible. Because that ain't worth a, pu- a fucking... It's, 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 ah, it's terrible. You can't ukla the mock me on this one, you son of a bitch. Or yeah, Princess really. There, there were too many nope. things I could say. I got my Thunder of the Barbarian set. It's awesome. It's funny. I, I can't I re- wait. I received a Thunder of the Barbarian set in the mail, but I never ordered one. Oh. <laughs> so he sent it back. <laughs> the plot thicken, plot thicken like my filthy butthole full of fire. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <What>? your butthole <laughs> full of fire is thick. That's great. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, nice. Well, butthole thick now. <laughs> Dear Lord. Because you've been eating cheeseburger. <laughs> yes. Ca- <laughs> Anus developed callus. <laughs> Anal callus. Uh, yeah, actually, that sounds like something from, Paul would have. From horrible, from horrible, painful shits. Sounds like a bad indie rock band. Anal callus. <laughs> Anal callus. <laughs> It sounds like somebody who would open up for Colby Calais. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> it's like the opposite. <laughs> for our audio listeners Colby out Calais there, you can't see this Calais. because this is audio show, but Paul really does look like the type of person who would have all these horrible afflictions. <laughs> you just look at him across the all, room and go, All yeah. these horrible afflictions. <laughs> One affliction, <laughs> anal callousing. What is all these horrible afflictions? That's not an affliction. That's a defense. I was going to say, what's so horrible about it? Don't knock it till you try it, friendo. <laughs> Believe me, it'll save your ass literally on chilly night. <laughs> <laughs> Truly revolting human being. <laughs> what? I'm taking that on the road. That's going to be my opening bit for when I do my stand-up. Anal callus? I have an anal callus. <laughs> I think that should be the name of your show on the road. Anal callus. Paul Mattingly in Anal Callus. <laughs> hey, folks. How you doing? Get a thumb up your ass and get to wiggling until you, too, have an anal callus. Paul Mattingly gives you anal callus. <laughs> the more and more I hear about your home life, Paul, the less and less I want to know. <laughs> Truth is I've painful. Ne- I've never met anyone who makes his incontinence such a... You know what? I'm not <laughs> I don't have incontinence. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm bound up like a cat I'm, in a cage. I'm done with if you. If anything, I'm constipated. I, I, I stop myself mid-sentence. I don't want to comment on it anymore. I'm just oh, going to let you yeah. just be incontinent <laughs> over there on your own. <laughs> well, here's a little thing we haven't done in a long time, fuel. gentlemen. It's time for the big list. Holy oh, boy, my God. God! Wow. The big fist? The big fist <laughs> for your anal callus. <laughs> <laughs> May cause anal callus. Don't encourage That's him. what it said on my big fist. Don't encourage him. May cause anal callusing. Uh, today's big list, the uh, real world contract was actually released this week. Uh, Village Voice got a hold of it and disseminated it. So, we're going to go over some of the clauses to be in the real world as it stands today. How fake it is. Well, The okay. fucking fake world. It's so, pretty damn fake. So, I'm going to yeah. need you to role play a little bit. Uh, Do Barry, I get to be anal callous? I need you to be a teacher. Okay. Um, Paul, I need you to be the 18-year-old co-ed that really needs to raise her grade from an F to an A. Go. <sighs> Well, Paul, it looks like uh, you didn't do so good this semester. I'll suck your dick! <laughs> I might take that into consideration. I'll butthole until you I think you should tell me some more. I'll tickle your balls until they laugh themselves off your cock! Well, that's, that's, a, that's fascinating. I'll tease your wiener in the next Thursday! Perhaps I uh, didn't degrade you properly. <laughs> I'll slut you upside down! I think perhaps we ought to uh, adjourn to my uh, private study and discuss this I'll further. I'll turn my pussy into your own private cock blender! <laughs> what? 
I just want to know where this was going. Why you did, <laughs> uh, is it for your own amusement? I did, really. I just wanted <laughs> yeah, to see what would happen. That was it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. No, no this, okay, this is really what we do. All right. <laughs> Cock blender. That's awesome. <laughs> you like that? Oh, do man. not take that girl home. <laughs> you can't right. take her home. You won't make you won't it get as home. far as the car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, she's and Randy, and you at home can play along too. All right, everybody, you have made it to the finals. Let's say you wanted to do this, you made it to the finals of the real world. The con- this contract is put in front of you. At which point, if at all, do you bow out? All right. Okay. okay. All right. You at now, home keep score. Now, if we bow out, should we wait until the very end, or just if it's something that we just call, call it when we hear it? it out? Just say just this. Oh, this one okay. go. This I'm one done. Go. All yeah. right. Uh, under stipulation, the following standard contract participants in the real world, the granddaddy of reality shows, agree to the following terms. Wait, 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 wait. Um, did you announce what city this real world is going to be? No. You oh. don't even know this. Oh, you really? Don't get to know oh. They don't know. They don't get to know. I didn't know that. That's... Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Let's see real world so Detroit. Reworld Antarctica. <laughs> real All world right. Chalice. Stipulation number one. You may die, lose limbs, and suffer nervous breakdowns. Out! Oh, <laughs> out! I'm out! <laughs> Michael and I are out. <laughs> what the hell? I'm How still does on, it get worse I'm from here? Board. I'm still on board because that's a day-to-day threat. That's just living. Yeah, yeah. That, but driving that your is car. the real world. That's coming from you as a performer. I mean, I, as yeah. a performer, of course, you know there are certain risks to the types of performances but you there's do. There's risks but just driving the types your car. he does. Yes, You're, you two are but, out already, <laughs> dude. All right, they're so, out. So All right. Possible Jeff death and dismemberment. Jeff and but you know that's kind of a general kind of just covering their sure. ass claws. This sure. in case an accident happened, this could happen. You know, yeah. Still, but yeah. Uh, Done. Clause number four: If you undergo any medical procedures while involved in the show, they carry the risk of infection, disfigurement, and death. So kind of more the same. Yeah. Nowhere in there does it say that you have to undergo that's medical procedures. That's a natural risk. Right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, clause number twelve: You may be humiliated and explicitly portrayed in a false light. Unquote. <laughs> that's understood. That's life. That's, well, that's part of the show. They might say I claim I have an anal callus. Uh, stipulation well, number, s- number seven. <laughs> uh, producers are under no obligation to conduct background checks on your fellow cast members. Okay. If they ever so did, there wouldn't be a show. They're under no obligation to conduct background <laughs> checks. For All right. See, and that goes back to the first clause. Yeah. If you con- this is uh, is there a Santa of- Claus in this? Uh, no, there is not. Otherwise, I would say yes. Well, works. that's fine because um, I don't no. believe in Santa Tim Claus. Tim Allen requires more money than they can afford. Stipulation <laughs> uh, seven: If you contract AIDS or other sexually transmitted diseases while filming, including Wait. Wait. gonorrhea, herpes, holy Jesus, syphilis, pelvic <laughs> inflammatory Lord. disease, chlamydia, scabies, uh, hepatitis. <laughs> scabies. There it is. There's, there's Paul's trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Is anal callusing covered? Yeah, but tightest genital warts or other communicable and sexually transmitted disease or pregnancy, etc. MTV is not responsible. Well, that's just common sense. Don't fuck Snooki. <laughs> but is on. this? I mean, like, is this normal stuff for a contract? Because, like, what they're saying is, we're gonna try to make this shit happen. No, what they're what they're doing is, and I understand this. What they're saying is, if you fuck someone, 
and they have a disease. MTV's not at fault. Yeah. Just, but you, you weren't, because, oh, mean, I was on the show like, when it happened. I'm suing MTV. Uh, MTV. Actually, it's, ex- it's explained in the, uh, the yeah. seventh uh, part, continuing the seventh stipulation. Here we go. Interacting with other cast members carries the risk of, quote, non-consensual physical contact, unquote. And should you contract AIDS during the inter- interaction, MTV is not responsible. Wait, wait, wait. So Did you say non-consensual? Yeah, basically it's saying you may get <laughs> raped in this yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, say it raped. Did it say, should you contract AIDS or you should contract AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, like that, it's just like that chick that, that went it's to a, uh, the it's saying if you, if you get raped and get, it and get AIDS because of it, MTV is not responsible. Basically it's saying you should get AIDS. No. Yeah, yes, it's a real world. Because you get ratings. Get. AIDS well, equals they, ratings. Well, they didn't do the background check, so. Rating AIDS. Yeah. That's that's horrible. That's like that lady that worked for Enron that got sent, or not Enron, rather, but uh, for uh, AIDS Ron. <laughs> Good story. <laughs> well, people oh, the train derailed. Boom, crash, bang. The poor young lady that got that went over to the Middle East to work in the rebuilding process in Iraq and oh, okay. and was raped by her coworkers Halliburton. and could not sue. Yes, thank you, Halliburton. Yeah, there um, is actually uh, because. Yeah. That same type of clause was written in her contract. That's right. that, that's the that's... real Santa Claus. <laughs> Merry Christmas, gross Halliburton guys. Drink the whole bottle, <laughs> yeah. folks. If you got drink a bottle, it down. Drink it. Polish you it off. You gas from your car. And I'm not yeah. talking beer. I'm talking <laughs> a whole bottle of vodka, gin, whatever. Yeah, get the hard yes. out. Uh, stipulation 18, if you don't have STDs but... Ex- you don't have STDs, but accept that other people on the show might. Sure. If you're not pregnant, and if you're not pregnant, and you will you become will pregnant be. before the show is you done filming, will be. if you do become pregnant, you'll tell the producer immediately, and pregnancy is grounds for dismissal. It's because the oh, producer, but they're not responsible. Well, the, oh, the producer will probably be the one getting you pregnant. That's what happens <laughs> on those shows. That's the truth. The producers fuck all the talent. No, that wouldn't surprise me. That's it happened not a problem. It happened right. in the first yeah, show. I want to hear the so. producer's contract. Uh, it's called the casting couch, Paul, for a reason. Yeah, Paul. <laughs> yeah. You, hey, you, hey, you ignorant yeah. slut. Here's a little bit of info for you you might not have heard before. <laughs> Sometimes people do the deed to get a gig in Hollywood land. Yeah. There's a little, there's a little tobacco for your pipe. <laughs> <laughs> That was very accurate. <laughs> Stipulation 14. If you get kicked off the show, it will be filmed. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can't change your physical appearance during filming without the producer's express, express permission. Number 49. You grant the producer blanket rights to your life story. Wait, mm. what? Mm. Stipulation 49. This is allowed in there. If you join one of these shows... They then own your biography. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Well, they don't let actors do this anyway, so. Yeah. So fuck them. Well, I'm out. I'm out on that. You're out you on that one? I'm out on that. Yes. They let actors All right, so who's do this still shit. in? Who's still in? All right, I'm out on that. All the people that were on Jersey Shore were actors prior so, to. So my life is my own. I'm, I'm in because I don't think I'm going to write my life story. All right. Uh,. Continuing 49, the producer can do pretty much anything they want with your life story, including misrepresent it. <laughs> that's what this, if I'm considering being on the real world, that's what I expect. Let's go. Barry Robb, king of the liquors of buttholes. <laughs> the true story of a man born with long lady hair who desired nothing more than the lication of every anus he encountered. <laughs> 
Callister, no. I, I can His only hope. was never I can only hope it's that over the top. Butthole. <laughs> Barry I can only Rob, hope it's that over the top. King of the butthole liquors. Wandering the earth in search of that most tantalizing rosebud of shit fruit. Rosebud? Will you be the next to crap in Barry Rob's mouth? <laughs> Barry Rob, king of the butthole liquors. He's on the search for something that reminds him okay. of Skyline Chili. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Skyline <laughs> Chili draped <laughs> over poorly cooked calamari. <laughs> <laughs> I want to drink the gasoline now. If Paul is one of the producers, I'm out. But so far, I don't think he is. I'll assume they're all mild-mannered people from the Midwest. That's what I'd produce. Well, Barry, we might as well Barry tell Rob, you. King of the butthole liquors. The true story. <laughs> oh, Let's go with this. What else we got? <laughs> So farm game! <laughs> Stipulation 20A, you promise not to hide from MTV cameras in establishments where they can't film. Okay. You authorize the producer to have total access to your school records, government forms, and your credit history. Nice. Wait, repeat that? You authorize the producer to have total access to your school records, government forms, and your credit history. Out! That was, that was that was it. I'm out. The AIDS and the STDs he can handle. <laughs> I'm not gonna fuck any of them. There's still about nine left. <laughs> but 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 you. But you'll look at every asshole. You say that they're not gonna fuck. Your you. definition of fuck. <laughs> they might hold me down. Really <laughs> cock in my ear. This <laughs> ain't fucking plark plark plark. <laughs> I'll just laminate myself before I go on the show. Laminate myself. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Uh, production crew can show up at your personal house at any time to film and or to take anything they want oh. as long as they return the objects once production has ended. Fuck no! So much <laughs> extra butthole. <laughs> if I was out on the one before, I'd be definitely out on that one. Yeah, that's terrible. Let's Good go. Lord. What else we got? It even says in the uh, contract itself, under ordinary circumstances, all of this would be considered a serious invasion of privacy. Yeah! Uh, once the uh, for one year after the show's final episode airs, cast members are required to participate in all producer determined press and forbidden from engaging in any media, radio, television, chat rooms, blogs, without the producer's <laughs> written permission. Uh, producer holds the authorship and copyright to every photograph, email, website, sound, or video recording, documented performance created in relation to the program on every medium imaginable. Every medium imaginable. I can imagine a lot. Yeah, Every not even like what exists. Imaginable. Not, not what exists. What imaginable? Yeah. What Every medium imaginable. imaginable. <laughs> so you have Charlie from Flowers from Algernon sitting over there. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> wow, reference. Okay, nice. You're obliged to participate in a reunion special for up to five years after the show ends. Obliged. You'll be paid twenty five hundred dollars for your involvement. Oh, and the that's the sourest patch, kid. Right and the there. producer only has to give you fourteen days' notice. Twenty five hundred dollars. You are required. You. you are required to participate in book or home video projects for two years after the show ends, and you'll be paid seven hundred and fifty dollars for each one. What? What does wow. that even mean? No wonder they have mental retards. I on was going. I was going to say. I mean that that contract surpasses whoredom. 
Yeah, that's really, slavery. They're not even a fucking whore. That's slavery. Yeah. You know what? People will do it. You are my slave. People will do it. To yeah. be on the TV. And they're the most entertaining people because they're the dumbest. Holy uh, also worth noting, if you uh, while you're on the show, you're responsible for all long-distance phone charges. Oh, what? What a bunch of cheap <laughs> You don't even pay for the fucking oh, phone! Oh my god! You can't you. even get a deal to get... Oh, who plays wow. for long distance anymore, though? Really? <laughs> <laughs> the I voice mean, it, of it, reason it, speaks. It, it's a shitty stipulation. Does that mean you're back in? Time. <laughs> you're back in now? If you have a cell phone, are you back in? He's like, yeah, screw it. No, I'm not back in. No, not at all. <laughs> I may get gonorrhea of the face, but uh, <laughs> I ain't got to pay for that call in England. And the explicit list of physical tasks you might be subjected to. Oh enumerated boy. in the contract include traveling by air via helicopter, commercial liner, glider, private aircraft, or otherwise, train and or automobile, as well as strenuous and or dangerous and or mental activity, including but not limited to horseback riding, jogging, bicycling, motorcycling, exercise or weight equipment, skydiving, swimming, bungee jumping, parasailing, snorkeling, jet skiing, amusement park activities, rock climbing, engaging in contact sports, hiking, kayaking, and boating. Exercise! Paul's out! <laughs> <laughs> Amusement park activities constitutes 98% of the things a human being can possibly do. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Much. Yeah. And that is the highlights of the contract. If you want to wow. see the whole contract, the contract is available on the Village Voices uh, website, wow. so you can read it in its entirety. And if you want to see Barry Rob, King of the Butthole Liquors, <laughs> the true story of Barry Rob, just give me a couple weeks to produce that. <laughs> vlarg, vlarg, vlarg. Uh, That's the sound he makes. Vlarg, vlarg, vlarg. I got it. <laughs> oh, my youth. Have a drink, folks. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all there is for Geek Shock this week. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. Blarg, 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 blarg. Of course, like us on the Facebook. Uh, We are steadily rising to a thousand likes. When we hit that number, we're giving away three wonderful prizes. They are uh, nice. Steadily, folks. Come on, make it meteoric. Let's go. Yeah, what meteors? And, of course, watch the Ugly Couch Show itself. We tell you what to watch, what to read, what to play. Yes, please, uh... Check us out on the Book of Faces and uh, send some info to your friends. If you enjoy the show, please send a link. Put a link up on your page and tell people about us. Uh, our uh, super fan, Anthony Barnaby, has been doing a great job of uh, Bless you, up, uh, Anthony. It's yeah. very, nice, fantastic. very nice. Yeah, he's been posting up some awesome best Where do you of, get the time uh, for that, man? Stuff, and uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, if you guys could check out those, give yourself a listen. And if you've got somebody who hasn't heard the Ugly Couch Show podcast and might be interested in it, send them that way and see if they like the little sampler tray and uh, get them hooked on this mm, horrible mess that we call a podcast. You yes. know, if anybody out there is good with Flash animation, I would love to see what they could do with some of that best of stuff and maybe do a little anima- animatic or something. Vlarg, vlarg, vlarg. With the, uh, with the uh, <laughs> things. Cause we, I mean, we all know what goes on in here. Your that name's become part a verb. <laughs> but, I hope uh, only to, for it to become a curse. No, no, your name's become onomatopoeia. I want to see vlarg, vlarg. <laughs> Hey, man, I'm vlarging. Vlarg, vlarg, vlarg. I want to see Barry doing that while he's devouring a chocolate lava cake inside a moldy sponge. (laughs) That is truly horrendous. (laughs) And until next time, I am Master Torgon. I am Paul's faggot mother. Yep, I'm the famous Paul. (laughs) Hades Jeff. Please, folks, stay away from the chili calamari. (laughs) Commander K. Just Michael. And we'll talk to you next week. Uh, There's a little more Weekend Geek coming your way. Oh, that was hideously nasty. (laughs) 
Uh, I told you not to eat it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that and the yellow snow. You never listen, motherfucker. Don't eat the chili joke. All calamari. Just, okay, so uh, what did the squid put up on iTunes? I don't know what did the squid what? put up on iTunes. A cephalopodcast. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> really? Jesus. It's gold coming no. to gold. No, it's not gold. Uh, you don't need to explain that. Where does he get it from? It's not from gold. Where does he get it from? It's, it's, it's comedy iron pyrite. <laughs> That's not gold, Paul. Somebody in heaven is peeing on you. Comedy iron pyrite. I like that. Oh, like oh that. God. Paul's autobiography, <laughs> Pee from Heaven. Or, I, I think comedy, comedy iron pyrite is my, my autobiography. Well, you can take that with you on the anal callus tour. <laughs> Automatically the anal callus tour with opening act. Kobe Calais. <laughs> Literally opening. <laughs> yeah! Oh. I'd like to see her opening act. Pink I'd like pong balls. See, like to see it act <laughs> on my wiener. <laughs> oh, it's pink pong balls! <laughs> While it's true, if you tell 100 jokes, one of them is eventually going to be funny. Paul, if you tell 99 bad jokes out of 100, you're just not funny. Listen, friend, you know better than that. Yeah, I do. It's at least 199 jokes. That, that's your defense. <laughs> hey, Can't you hey, tell? It's hey, so well listen. delivered. No. It is amusing how good he is at improv, but then he comes in here and the comedy is like, <laughs> really? It's just because I haven't been revving the motor. Are you just shaking <laughs> off the bad stuff here? Thanks. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I really started out the kids for the, the last 20 show. minutes. That's what it took. I, I should have latched on to the Indian character in the first minute and just wrote him all in. <laughs> Man, ugly couch him. show, the Shakey's Comedy Shack of the Pod World. <laughs> Shakey's Comedy Shack. Is it full of pizza?